The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code WMVP. Tune in every Friday for the official Waddle and Sylvie same game parlay on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 21 years or older, Illinois only. Eligibility in terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. play you something here for me and Rappaport. Then we'll talk to Courtney Cronin. Would you rather coming up in a half hour from right now? So, uh, oh, we're getting close to the last call for Would You Rather entries. Hashtag at WS Would You Rather on Twitter. Send them to Charlie Bevins and Tyler Aki on uh, Twitter. And uh, we'll read them at 4.30. We'll give out an ESPN 1000 prize pack. Let's do a good one this time, too, because yeah. we haven't had a really, I think, thrilling rendition of Would You Rather in quite some time. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah, we'll do it. And uh, so in about a half hour from right now, Ian Rappaport was just on the NFL Network as they continue to broadcast the NFL Combine. And, like, there's been a lot of talk. I mean, what kind of leverage do the Bears have? People even called the show earlier today. Like, why would someone trade up to number one for the Bears when maybe they should wait for just uh, to see what the Texans do and then start with number three? And like I've always said, well, there are a lot of teams that need quarterbacks, so you would want to control everything. Like, go to number one, and, and especially where there are a lot of teams in that division who are competing with each other. So you would want to be in the catbird seat. So if you think that that's not the case, listen to Ian Rappaport here, who is just on the NFL Network, and uh, he is giving you the latest on the interest, and as he calls it, significant interest, in the number one pick that the Bears currently own uh, for the NFL draft. Take a listen to Rapp. Chicago Bears general manager Ryan Poles has been very clear. That number one pick is for sale for the right price. Has not said definitively that Justin Fields is his starter no matter what. And obviously that evaluation process is ongoing. But so is the process about is he going to trade the pick. And from my understanding, there is significant, significant interest in that pick among the teams expected to show interest. The Texans at number two would make sense. Just a quick slide from one to two for the uh, Chicago Bears. The uh, Atlanta Falcons still in need of a quarterback. Obviously, that would be one to watch. The Indianapolis Colts at four have made it very clear. General Manager Chris Ballard always open for business. Does he take a big swing? And the Panthers still have some questions as well at the quarterback position. No doubt they're looking hard at some of these top, top guys. So that is a lot of the discussion here. What's going to happen in number one? So this is a, a guy who, who reports this stuff, who breaks stories, just like Shefty, who told you, too, that they're going to get a lot for it. These guys don't just say there's significant, significant interest. He used two significance, Waddle. Um, That's got you going, doesn't well, it? Well, they don't just they don't just use that to use that. If there's nothing going on, that's their way of telling you that there is stuff being discussed right I, now. I hope Ryan Poles and Ian Cunningham both have like five burners, and they're sending out messages via all five burners to whoever they can get it to. Hey, listen, I'm hearing that the Bears are, have quite amount of interest. There's a ton of interest for this pick. Let's go. Let's crank up the information machine. Let's let everybody know that just because the, there's an issue with Jalen Carter right now, that doesn't mean that the Bears have lost any leverage. 
let's just, you know, let's let's keep this on the front of everyone's brain that this pick is for sale and a lot of people are dialing us up. Yep. So that's the latest report that was just minutes ago on the NFL Network uh, from Ian Rappaport, who said there is significant, significant interest uh, in the number one overall pick from other teams for the number one overall pick. Let's go to Courtney Cronin, who we have not talked to on the CarX Tire and Auto Hotline. Uh, as she is in Indianapolis, Courtney, how's your uh, how's your stay at the uh, combine been this year? It's been you know chaotic, good it, overall. Yesterday was kind of a whirlwind for everyone dealing with the Jalen Carter news because every you know in the in the late night hours when you're trying to fish for information and, and see how the this whole thing went down, you realize that everybody was kind of caught off guard about the arrest warrant that came out yesterday. I know that the bears met with him on Monday and to my understanding, they were not aware that this thing was coming down the pipeline as was the case for other teams. You heard Scott Fitterer, the GM of the Carolina Panthers say that yesterday. So it was a lot of sorting out uh, around Jalen Carter, which is he's been the biggest story of the NFL scouting combine this year. But in addition to that, you know, you guys are talking about the trade rumors and what's, you know, what's potentially going to come out of Ryan Poles being open for business with that number one overall pick. It's, you know, there is considerable, considerable interest here uh, among teams trying to see what Poles is offer, asking price is. And I, I was talking with a, a Bears uh, staffer today who we met up for lunch and, and he told me, I'm sorry, I'm late. I had about 50 people stopping me out. Out of, out of out of my way outside of the JW Marriott because when you have the number one pick, it's difficult to uh, to stay incognito. And I know Ryan Poles is probably the busiest person in Indianapolis because he's got people coming up to him just informally trying to put you know an offer out there and seeing what crystallizes and what can actually move forward beyond conversations here in Indianapolis. So, Courtney, when you hear what you heard from the staffer, when you've heard the whispers in Indy and your sources when you've heard uh, Ian Rappaport say what he just said on the NFL Network. Is there any doubt in your mind that the Bears are going to get what they want for that number one overall pick? I think there is considerable interest, and I've changed my opinion on that just hearing some stuff here. And, of course, we won't know until I think a couple weeks after the Combine. I know Ryan Poles was optimistic that if they – could trade it before unrestricted free agency starts in a couple of weeks, that there would be a benefit to them, especially if there was an offer that involved a player. I just, we don't see that typically happen. So I think the consensus there is that it might take till everybody gets through free agency to see where quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers, maybe Lamar, uh, certainly Derek Carr, where those guys land. And then who else needs a quarterback after that? Because that's, what's really going to shake up the draft order. So I think Ryan Poles can. I don't know if it's a name your price sort of sort of thing here, but he can he can certainly get a nice haul for this pick because there are you know a number of teams and maybe even some other ones we're not mentioning as much. What about Washington? What are they doing at quarterback? What about the Saints? And I know that those are teams that are further down in the teens and for you know New Orleans and Washington. That would be a really long way to get up to number one. Not insinuating that they're going to do that, but. There's going to be some teams that come into the mix more likely than not that you aren't expecting right now because they're not a Carolina, a Houston, an Indy, maybe even you know a Vegas and 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 Atlanta. So 
the interest is, is only going to increase. But the longer Ryan Poles waits on this, I think the higher the offering is going to be. I'm just curious what you know what these teams are thinking that the Bears are going to do because Poles didn't commit entirely saying there's no questions asked. I'm not drafting a quarterback. I'm staying with Fields. You know, he said his he reiterated that his plan is for Justin to remain the starter. And I think he said everything he needed to say to make sure that he does his due diligence here with all the quarterbacks that are going to start meeting with teams over the next couple of days. And then their workouts are on Saturday. Like it, he's doing all the right things and saying all the right things. And that I think is, is smart for him in creating the most leverage for this team to try to get a pick. Courtney, as you mentioned, the Carter news is fresh. Uh, what are you hearing? What kind of whispers are you hearing about how teams now feel about him, including the Bears? Yeah, I mean, I think it's honestly, until teams are able to do, you know, frankly, for a team like the Bears, because I know the initial reaction was, oh, my God, does this mean he's off the draft board? Does this mean that they won't draft him? It's way too early to take him out of the mix here. And fortunately for Chicago, this happened on March 1st, not the Laramie Tunzel situation on draft night in the middle of the first round where teams are on the clock trying to process information and, you know, they don't have time to. Like the, the Bears have a lot of time to vet this, and I think that's a really important thing for them in determining whether this is something that's a bigger issue, if there's more information that comes out. It was certainly a shock to people I talked to inside of the organization yesterday when it came out because, again, no one was expecting – you know, we didn't know what Jalen Carter's involvement was in that crash on January 15th, but no one was expecting the arrest warrant to drop the day he was supposed to meet with the media and 30 minutes before that happened. But I think it's still too early to tell if they're not sold on him because of this, because time is on their side. I do think, though, that this, you know, if we're looking at, you know, what, what this means potentially for Will Anderson, he measured really well today, and, and he's going through his workouts this afternoon at Lucas Oil Stadium. If they're sold on him, and if the offer that they get for the number one overall pick is not what Ryan Poles thinks is you know, a home run offer, something you couldn't refuse, who's to say they don't just take Will Anderson number one? I mean, he's one of the top defenders in this class, and if, if this news with Jalen Carter causes him to his stock to slip a little bit, like I, I just think he's too talented to fall outside of the top ten, and you know, these are two misdemeanor charges. Who knows like, how much further this thing goes on? I I just don't think that you can fault the Bears for if they if they think that Anderson is that can't miss prospect selecting him at number one, or if in the event that they can trade back even further because they see someone like Carter falling, then maybe they end up doing that and taking him later than you know outside of the top five. But he won't be there for long, even with all this stuff swirling. Yeah, that that's the question for me is how far back are they willing to go? And I you know I've said all along, Courtney, that. That would depend on how Ryan Poles has graded Anderson and Carter. Uh, how far back do you believe that they'd be willing to go if, in fact, they can manufacture a trade or two and get out of that one spot? Do they go to eight? I mean, are they willing to go to 10? Or are they still having an appetite for a player that they think can be franchise changing way up closer to the top? It's tough because, you know, and Poles talked about this on Monday or Tuesday where you don't you know, it's that delicate balance of trading back far enough but not foregoing a franchise-altering player in the process because that's when you look at yourself and say, man, we could have fixed this need, but we were getting a little greedy with our with our draft capital and wanting to build for the future. 
it's a delicate balance and it's a strategy he's going to have to learn now his first time really doing it we saw a little bit of it last year on day three when he made a bunch of moves but I it's a good it's a good test for him to see how he's able to maneuver and I know Mel Kuyper put his mock draft out the other day I like the idea of the double trade back of going to Houston moving back you know from Houston to Indianapolis that's the ideal scenario I think if I'm looking at the draft board now I think you don't move any further back than in Atlanta or Carolina at the very, very latest, because you're going to put yourself out of top defensive players. Unless again, this is a big, maybe if Jalen Carter falls because of the stuff that's come out and teams do their research, if he's there at nine, that's a great situation for the Chicago bears from a football perspective, but they're going to, that's, that's why, again, I don't think this number one pick is going to get traded for a while because they're still in that information gathering process and they won't know whether nine could be a sweet spot to get someone like a Carter until they do their research and other teams do their research. And that's how we see how he's being valued across the board. I I like Will Anderson a lot, but to stay at number one, Courtney, like he really has to be generational. Like to me, I've just had visions of multiple picks and, and so many different, so many different opportunities to rebuild a roster that is so many different holes with uh, multiple picks, with uh, another second-round pick this year, an, uh, another first-round pick next year, with with still getting a premier player in the top ten this year. Do you know what I mean? That yeah. to, to, to just stay and grab one player at one and to have nothing else to show for this luck, to me, that, like is, isn't what I've envisioned. I mean, it's... And I get it. Like, I think that that's... There would probably be some Bears fans disappointed because you're thinking about at that time, if they draft Will Anderson number one, then that means Justin Fields is the clear cut future for this team. And you don't have that additional 2024 draft pick in the first round that we would expect them to get where if things don't go according to plan and Fields doesn't, you know, make a positive jump this year, you could, you can't restart more, more than unless the Bears are awful again next year and they, have the number one overall pick, which is not the direction you want your franchise going in. So it's a double-edged sword of this player's awesome. We think he can really change our league-worst pass rush, but you also want to build towards the future, getting draft capital that's going to help you in the short term. You bring up not having a second-round pick until 54. One to 54 is a big gap. Like you, That's why I think a team like Indianapolis, if you can get that pick at 35 and they, and they throw that in the deal, that's a great haul for Chicago because you get – a chance to get make take a stab at maybe some wide receivers, some of the offensive linemen that we expect in the high 20s, early 30s. And you don't want to pass that stuff up before you get to 54. And it's you know kind of like where they were in the, in the second round last year. Remember the run on receivers? And they just didn't have any by the time they were, or at least any that they were like super excited about by the time they were drafting at 38 and 49. They don't want that situation again. And 54 is even further away from where they were last year. So I guess I say all that to say the pe- the price has to be right to trade out of the number one pick. They don't want to just trade it because somebody gives them an offer and they get shortchanged. But I would not put it out of you know the realm of possibility that if they don't get that offer and Anderson's right there, they're not going to just say like, hey, well, we won't just take him. Like I think that would actually be a pretty decent way to upgrade one of your weakest links. There's been so much talk about the draft because we're at the combine and with the number one pick, but free agency is is coming yeah. up on us quickly. So uh, have you heard any whispers? Is there a hot name that you have heard 
uh, being connected out there in Indy to the Bears that you could see them going after or targeting? You know, the names that have come up, like just kind of in casual conversation, what happened earlier this week, Deron Payne gets tagged by the commanders. And, you know, we know three technique is a position of need. How did, how does Philly handle Vernon Hargraves? Could he be somebody that, you know, if they let him walk, could that be somebody the Bears, you know, go out and get in free agency knowing that these game wrecking three techniques are not available all that often? And then that frees up a need for you to address elsewhere in the draft with either your first pick or whatever you get for trading the first pick. So not like in a concrete way has that name been linked, but it, when I asked Ryan Polish just about how you handle that where, okay, what can we address in free agency based on the type of players that are out there versus how do you then take those priorities and, and put them on the draft board? I, I think those would be some – that'll certainly be a position to look at because there's a far bigger class of edge rushers in this draft than, um, you know, premier interior tackles. So that's a good, that's one to look at. And then I think, frankly, with the wide receiver market where it's at right now, you're going to be looking at potential cuts. What about a Michael Thomas? What about Keenan Allen? Those are names that I'd be looking at pretty closely as a Bears fan because I've seen the UFA market at the wide receiver position, and it's not great, and neither is this draft class. So that those will be names I would not be surprised to see pop up on their radar in the coming weeks based on how they're going to try to fix the uh, the passing game and the receivers for Justin Fields. I said to Sylvie earlier, Courtney, like I, I, get, I know the wide receiver market is thin. The tight end market, not as much. Can you envision a scenario where they decide to sign another tight end, keeping Cole Komet, but Cole plays the position differently, maybe a Gusecki or a, a kid like Dalton Schultz as well, where they kind of change up how they approach their offensive plan, where the, maybe they go with some two tight end sets, or is that something you don't think that they'll spend their money on? No, I, I don't think they'd break the bank for tight ends. I mean, it's a, it's, you're right, it's a deep market this, this year, but the idea that you have a second tight end in this offense is a necessary one and I don't know if they'll go above and beyond even though they do but they're they're not going to go Jacksonville I really don't think that they're going to end up just you know throwing money at players to try to hit their cash floor you know you can carry over a lot of the cap so they're going to try to add and do it in a you know a judicious way but they're probably going to end up overpaying for at least like or at least giving big contracts to one or two players because they have to. All that said, could one of those players be a tight end? I don't think so mm-hmm. because you're you're also looking to probably give Cole Komet his extension this offseason. And, you know, wherever he falls in the tight end market could dictate what you do and what you're able to spend for a number two. But it's important to have somebody there to block. It's important to have somebody there who could, you know, free up Cole Komet to do what he does really well, maybe even be a bigger red zone threat, and then have this other player fill a different role in the passing game if you're not able to address all of those needs that you want to, which they won't be able to. It's free agency. It's the draft. It's, you know, it's one cycle of this. But if you can try to mitigate those things now in the short term, it'll set you up for the long run. And and I think that that's an important position to look at. Is the the biggest buzz in Indy right now about where – Bryce Young will fall in terms of the the height and weight, the measurements. Uh, I'm assuming everyone's looking forward to see exactly how tall and how heavy he is. Yeah, if he weighs over 200 pounds, you're going to know that he had a nice dinner at St. Elmo uh, the <laughs> night before he went to his weigh-in. But it's I'm, I'm he, he talks tomorrow at 8 a.m., so I'm curious to see the questions that come out 
about his size and his durability and how he handles those, you know, the type of answers he gives because teams are listening. I mean, they're conducting their own stuff, and he's so accurate that sometimes you can look past the durability concerns, but when he goes through his, you know, his height, weight, all of his medicals, measurements, all the things that matter, that's when we may or may not see, you know, the conversation around him change. I think it's going to stay where it is, though, because, you know, 5'10", 190 pounds, whatever we think it is right now, that's not great size for a quarterback. And, you know, we see the same thing kind of with Kyler Murray and then the durability concerns. You don't want that with somebody you're going to be spending a franchise-altering prospect on. So how um, how he looks here, I mean, it's unfortunate – I understand why he did it, but it's unfortunate for teams. They don't get to see him throw side by side with the other quarterbacks. Like everybody's going to be waiting for his pro day. So this is more just for him to come here get his medical interview with teams interview, you know, handle the interviews with us, but we won't get a chance to really see Bryce young until he's, you know, back on, you know, playing a home game, you know, during his own pro day where the conditions are perfect for him and, and isn't going to be facing a whole ton of adversity or anything that he's going to have to fight through here. I just I, I would like I wish we could see him throw and so we could see what the comparison looks like between him, a CJ Stroud, a Will Levis, and Anthony Richardson. But it's smart that he's not going to open himself up to that two times when he's already going to be doing it as pro day. Courtney, before we let you go, I wanted you to talk about this. I thought this was fantastic seeing this on Instagram, on your Twitter profile. Uh, you've been gathering at the combine with other women who cover the NFL. Um, and it has grown significantly, um, as it should, over the last several years. Um, and you put together, I believe it's you who put this together, the Women of the NFL <laughs> Combine Happy Hour. Um, yeah. And you have the side-by-side picture of what it looked like in 2019 at your first one, and then this year's, and how it's grown, and, and it's fantastic. The inspiration behind the event and how it's grown, and, and just talk about about the group of people that you had together at the combine just a couple of nights ago. So I used to see NABJ, which is the National Association of Black Journalists. They would always do a big dinner in Indianapolis and put um, you know put everybody together in one space where they could network, young journalists, old journalists, experienced and inexperienced. And I thought to myself back in you know, my first combine was 2018. I'm like, I wish that would have existed when I was just starting out. And we got the idea to, you know, I found a place here. I used to live in Indianapolis, so I knew the knew the area. And I found a place that was willing to give us their upstairs bar. And it's close enough to the stadium where people can walk. And we, it started out as like an email that I sent out to all of my contacts, whether they were with ESPN or elsewhere, and just said, Hey, anybody, any woman who works in football who is in town for the combine, I don't care if you're a media member, if you're an agent, if you work for a team, if you work for league office, if you're a nutritionist, like whatever it is, let's all be in the same space. Let's all give ourselves like this one time throughout combine week to network with people, to, to have, you know, fellowship more or less with people who, you know, you know, are doing something similar to what you're doing and, and getting a chance to make new connections. I think the coolest thing for me on Tuesday when we did that was that this is, you know, five years strong and we always do the group photo and that's only half the bar because on the other hmm. side of the bar is a bunch of tables and we, I just told everybody, you know, try to squeeze in and there were people who were still on the other side and that was, you know, in the middle of it where, you know, people come and go for as long as they, you know, have time to stay and, 
it was neat to see that photo and see how much it's grown over the last five years. And I'm, I'm just really proud of it because it's something that didn't exist before, you know, 2019. And I'm glad that like this become a staple for, you know, so many women coming to Indianapolis to cover combines. And it's neat to see the first timers here uh, and what their experience is like versus, you know, veteran people like myself who've been doing it for six, seven years now. Yeah. Proud of your leadership yep. and it's proud fantastic. to have you on our team. That's for sure. Thank you. Yeah. I th- appreciate it guys. Thanks Courtney. We appreciate everything. Take care. You got it. There's Courtney Cronin. Great stuff. Great reporter and a great leader, as you just saw there. And you could see the picture on her Twitter page uh, as well. Courtney Cronin uh, joining us on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. And just to repeat, again, we could play it uh, coming up again. Ian Rappaport saying there is not just significant interest. There's significant, significant interest in the number one overall pick. That's his words, not mine. It's, I'm not. I'm not the one dialing this I, up. Look, significant, I, I, love, I love to see your your eyes, the twinkle in your eyes. I like to the hear extra that. extra significant, significant, significant interest. This isn't your first rodeo either. You know, you, you know, this is how the game is played, right? And, but they don't just say that to say that either. I I don't. I I definitely believe there's interest in it. I also believe no, that there's, there's not interest, and there's not significant interest. Say it. Say it, Waddle. Say it. We're not breaking until you say it. I'm not playing your game. I could sit this here is, forever. This is, I can tell you reporting that, the news. I, I will tell you this you as well. You always say you're a newsbreaker. I do not. No, I'm not. You're a news giver. No, I'm not. I read the news. You I read, don't break so the, news the news or make the news. What is the news? That's not news. Significant, significant See, interest. You didn't play your game. It's Waddle and Selvi. Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. Hey, this is Coach Mike Dick. Greg Olson here. This is Stacy King. Hey, this is D. Rose. What up? This is Ludacris. Hello, this is Dick Enberg. Would you like to play a little? Would you rather? Oh, my. We have a significant, significant amount of entries in today's Would You Rather. Now you're playing the game. Playing my game, not yours. Why don't you want to believe? Shut up. Don't give me that crap. Don't do that. Do you have Rappaport, Tyler? Do you have the clip? I got to get it still. Chicago Bears general manager Ryan Poles has been very clear. That number one pick is for sale for the right price. Has not said definitively that Justin Fields is his starter no matter what. And obviously that evaluation process is ongoing. But so is the process about is he going to trade the pick. And from my understanding, there is significant, significant interest in that pick among the teams expected to show interest. The Texans at number two would make sense. Just a quick slide from one to two for the uh, Chicago Bears. The uh, Atlanta Falcons still in need of a quarterback. Obviously, mm-hmm. that would be one to watch. The Indianapolis Colts at four have made it very clear. General Manager Chris Ballard 
always open for business. Does he take a big swing? And the Panthers still have some questions as well at the quarterback position. No doubt they're looking hard at some of these top, top guys. So that is a lot of the discussion here. What's going to happen in number one? Both. I think licking and looking you're hard. The li- you're the doing the licking, not the looking. Play the first part of that again. Give me the first like five to ten seconds of that as, uh, uh, as well. Chicago Bears general manager Ryan Poles has been very clear. That number one pick is for sale for the right price. Has not said definitively that Justin Fields is his starter no matter what. Okay, Rap also just said to you that he has not said definitively that Justin Fields is still his starting quarterback. Does that bother you? But he's just reporting the facts. Which Does is it true. bother you? Does it bother you? No. I mean, okay. that's what, that, that is what. Do you believe that? Do you believe that part of it? Do you believe well, that but, but, Justin is your starting quarterback? I think so. I think Poles is the one playing that game. I'm, so the whole thing is a game is what I'm telling you. You can't cherry pick the parts that you want to believe and the other parts that you don't but want to believe. But the news in that bite is there is significant, significant interest. We know that there's significant interest. I know. All right, let's get to what you're after. Let's let's go. What do you got for us, boys? All right, let's start. Oh, come on, can I get a little energy from you? I know what's going on. on. on, I was pulling it up. I was pulling it up. Pulling what up? Pulling up the Would You Rather. After that report. All right, this is from John. He wants to know: Would you rather have your mother-in-law stay in your house when visiting? Or have to buy your PS5 without any controllers. So it just comes with the console only. Oh, and you have to buy robbery. the controllers on that's, their own. That's robbery. I don't mind when my mother-in-law stays at the house. And let me let me make this clear, too. Have you gotten some pushback at I'm all? not. Okay. I'm not. Uh, that again, any decision made at the Silverman household is a family decision. Kids are involved as well? Um, Braxton, what kind of vote does Braxy have? Uh, how how do I rephrase it then? Half a vote, quarter vote. No, there are no children decisions. Uh, how do I make it's a husband and wife decision? It's a couple's decision. Yes. So this is not a Mark Silverman decision. So you're blaming your wife? No, I'm I'm not. I'm just saying that this is not a uh, just a me decision. And let's let's not forget whose mother it is. It sounded like a shot, but um, I mean, I'm not sure. There was, sure no, you, there was no I mean, shot. Yeah, I think it sounded was, like it. Like, there was I mean, no like, shot. No shot there. You'd climbed out of the hole that you had dug for yourself earlier, and you just picked up the shovel and started digging again. No, absolutely not. So did uh, you get? So did you get, did say, you get any? So heat? I, I'm none, 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 none whatsoever. Um, it was a hot topic in the neighborhood, though. I was will it? say that. And how was you? How did the neighborhood vote? Um, I think they were surprised because it, I'm sure a lot of them have met your mother-in-law. She's a very nice lady. She's fantastic. Yes, they she could stay at their house. Um, <laughs> but the PlayStation with no controllers—that's that's robbery. So I. Yes, that's that's the worst thing. So how did they phrase it? Would you rather ha- have your mother-in-law stay with you? Yes. or Okay, so that's what you'd we rather have, have. We have broken new ground. Oh, my mother-in-law has been at my house now I was going to say, that, that may have been a Sylvie-exclusive yeah. question. 
My mother-in-law's been there, and she's welcome to stay as long as she wants. I do think she's like, leaving at the end of yeah, like middle to, of next week. But also, like a month, I would never make someone stay at a hotel for a month. Like that's oh, because a, you were paying for it too. It gets expensive. That that is that's true. That's part of it. Very I true. wouldn't pay for my mother-in-law to stay at a hotel for a month. Charlie, do you have one? Yeah, so this is from Damien. Would you rather always lay on a warm and wet pillow? No. Or always sit on a warm and wet toilet seat? I, I, I am grossed out by a warm toilet seat to begin with. I know a lot of people like it. Some people have when heated toilet right. seats. I like a cold, a cool toilet really? seat. Because you know what it signifies? It signifies Nobody's that it hasn't been used it. in a while. Yeah. Well, unless you have a heater. Right, true, but the warm toilet seat to me reminds me like someone just got off of it. So that's why I've never loved the warm toilet seat. And it went to make it wet. That's completely gross. What's the first option? Uh, would you rather warm and wet pillow? Yeah, always on a warm and wet pillow. No, 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 no. So I'll, I'll just suffer with the toilet seat. I'd though. go with the toilet seat option. Yeah. I mean, like, listen, it's. I'm, my assumption is. It's my assumption because it hasn't been described differently. It's not like somebody's warm, wet urine is on the seat. How do you know? That, well, that's, that's what I said. That's my, that hasn't been that hasn't been stipulated. So my my brain goes to it's a warm toilet seat. Maybe it's a hot bathroom, and for whatever reason, there was a faucet close by and some water got on it. Maybe it's toilet water. Maybe Could it's be. not pee, but it's toilet Could water. Could have been a splash. Where, where a splash came from, number one into. Or from a, from a flush. Maybe right, the toilet's but, a little angry. But that's, it, do, that's toilet water. That's true. Which isn't clean. Do you know what's awful is to... This is probably TMI. But you know how they clean the toilets here? And they've got that blue chemical in there? Right. Just a bit... I'll just put it this way. A bit of advice. If you need to drop the kids off at the pool... Flush that toilet first. <laughs> oh, really? Does it burn? Man, well, yep. no, I'm Did saying it burn so, on the so, well, I'm saying if you get Did a little it? splashback, <laughs> you don't want it to be the splashback <laughs> with, with the chemical. Did you burn? Did you get some splash? I'm not, saying, I, I'm not yeah. saying. I'm just giving you all, just giving everyone a little advice. You know what I'm talking That's about? That's some great advice. Yeah, it is. If you are about to sit on a toilet, are you about to drop the kids off at the pool? And you got lots of kids usually. Usually, yes. you got like a whole big family. Minivan got a big family. You got fast kids got, too. Got, yes, if they have to. Yeah, <laughs> lots of small and, 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 and you know what? Kids. A lot of times, very unorganized. Don't messy, behave. Messy, unorganized, <laughs> bad kids. But if in fact you are going to sit, just remember this is a good piece of advice. If you see like a thick, you know, layer of that blue cleaner, sometimes it's purple. Flush it first. But but it is usually a good sign when you see that. But you yes. need to flush it. You got to flush right. it. Because if you get flashbacks, okay? Splashbacks. Same thing. Yeah. I'm just telling you. It, it, you, you may, you, it may affect you. <laughs> think about it. Not that you know firsthand or anything. <laughs> but think about it. Can you imagine? I can. I mean, there's a little burn that goes along with it. I'm <laughs> sure. not good for you either. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, would you like to take some of that liquid and put it in your eyeballs? No. Are you, you put it in your mouth? Your, are you pooping from your eyeballs? No, I'm just saying, like, if, if that liquid gets on a sensitive area, a more sensitive area that... Listen, if you pour that liquid on my arm, it's different than if you pour it on my eyes or up my nose or on my, my rear. I'm just saying. 
You know what I'm saying. I love this. It makes good common sense, doesn't it? This I is, mean, I didn't think we'd go here today. Uh, seriously, is it a good common this is, sense this, approach? Would you rather turned into a PSA? It did. If your toilet that you're about to sit on has a... The blue chemical. A, whatever color the chemical is, if there's a lot of it in there, flush before you flush use. Flush it down. Flush it down. Because here's the other thing, too, especially if it's one of those... those uh, uh, I think not a electrical, but flush all the time is good. It is. But also, if you have, like, some of those toilets, they just they flush on their own. And, like, you're, whoa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The yeah, sensor. You, yes. And when you got that sensor that's a little too... It's too sensitive. Too yes. sensitive, yeah. and you're, like, sort you gotta, of moving around, and yes. the next thing you know, you get you get yes, the flush sound while you're still yeah. on the toilet. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You're shifting. Yes. And the next thing you know, you get next a flush. Thing, whoa! Well, I didn't ask for a flush. Did not ask for a flush, especially one with a three ounces <laughs> chemicals that were floating around the top of the water. And, and when it's a sensitive sensor, too, those are the jets that are the double oh, black diamonds, goes, too. <laughs> I mean, like, it's like a geyser that yes. goes... Yes. Exactly. Sense, you went straight yes. to Niagara Falls. Yes. Like, n- at that point, not only are you getting in that spot, you're getting in the undercarriage Bring as a well. poncho. Yeah. I learned so much when I work on this show. I'm just telling you, like, you'll get you'll get a burn like that's five, six inches long. And you better me. pray there's no chemical residue <laughs> in there point. still. So it's, You're not, done. it's getting you everywhere. Five or six inches Well, burn. I'm just saying, like, it's getting you, like... It's covering some ground. It doesn't just get you in the, you know, okay, can get we, you everywhere. Can we continue this? I, I, I want to read one. We only read a couple because this so guy's so good. People. I know. I'm, I'm helping people. I'm not rebelling against your PSA. Yeah. I just want more time to read. Okay. Can, can we get to some more? Yeah, there's a few more. All right, good. We'll, we'll do some more on the other side. You could get another lot of PSA. We're learning things here on here. <laughs> this is fantastic. And then uh, we'll get to some Bulls conversation at five. I've got a stat or two that may surprise you. This either is going to be the most surprising stat you'll hear all day, or you'll say, I'm not surprised. So One or the other. there's there's here or there. <laughs> I don't no know in between. No in between. Okay. Twaddle and Selby. Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Let's continue with some more you rather. I got some good bull stuff, too. There's a good Joe Cowley report out there about some finger pointing going on with the Bulls. Someone taking offense to it. Get some uh, to the Bears report card, too, in the 5 o'clock hour. But we've had some fun with the blue splashback and toilets oh. from Waddle. What else do we have uh, for Would You Rather here? Then we'll award a winner. All right. Mark wants to know, you're going to Indy. Would you rather sit with Cap and listen to the stories all trip or with Yurko after a few milkshakes? Oh, no. That's that's. I'll sit with Cap and listen to too. the stories. Yeah. Because that... the milkshakes are not. The milkshake farts are, are not good. They're dangerous. Jerry and, and Yurko. Yurko's got an intolerance to dairy. Yes, it's a medical issue. Yeah. That's where he cannot be tolerated. Cap just tells the same story over and over again. That's not yeah, quite a medical issue. That's it, not a medical issue. It's harmless. It could be a little bit annoying, but it, there's nothing like crazy or hurtful about it. Yeah. 
those those things. Have you ever had the dairy, uh, the Yurko dairy? I haven't. Ugh. You can't just like crack a window or something. Like even he knows now to avoid it, Tyler. Like back in the day. I think when he does it, it shorts out the electricity in the car. So I don't know that you can get the or window powers down. the car. I don't think you can get the window down in the car when it happens. I don't know if it was dairy, but I opened the door today and he was like mid fart. And it just, I was like, how long has this been happening for? 20, 30 seconds. Yeah, exactly. Waddle, I couldn't believe it. Waddle heard Oh, yeah. Waddle heard it in Crosstalk Unhinged You today. guys had your headsets on. I don't wear a headset for it. Neither does a good kid. But in the, playing the open, he had one that lasted two or three seconds. You and said it sounded like a water balloon? It sounded like a big water balloon as it, as it smashed against a a wall. Like the, the wet sound. It was like... <laughs> With a wet, with a, a wet tinge to it, you can, I thought he was going to get up and go go check himself. <laughs> Did you know him? He just sat there with a big grin on his face. <laughs> Grab uh, the latest crosstalk unhinged on the ESPN Chicago app. It's brought to you by Blue Chew. What else do we have? Uh, all right, how, how about this one? Would you rather? This is from Brian. Would you rather have the number one NFL draft pick, but you can't draft from every from any Power Five conferences, or would you rather have the thirty second pick? but you can pick from any conference. Oh, no, the, the, I, I'm fine with not picking from the power. I could trade power. the pick. Yeah, yeah. Right, you can true. trade the number one pick, but you still have to take a non-power five guy. That's not what yeah, it says there. That's, that's says my if you little... Get only, no, you're, you don't get the chance to do that. It's not how the game's played, well, Chuck. Waddle, Waddle knows the loopholes of yeah. what you rather. Read it to me again. Would you rather have the number one NFL draft pick, but can't trade, but can't draft any Power Five conferences, or have the thirty-second pick from any conference? Okay. Well, I'm going to assume if I trade that number one pick, then I can draft anyone, right? I'm going to trade the pick, All right. or at least trade down and trade down until you get to a non-Power Five there guy you that you yeah. don't that that you like. Going to have a bunch of picks, and then you get picks. Yeah. That's an easy one. Is there, no, is there a harder one here's, than that, Tyler? Uh, here's one from RJ. Would you rather lose every bet for a month on the last play of the game? Though bad beats. Or get kicked in the junk by Justin Tucker? <laughs> no, I just lose bets. I'm betting $5 a bet, so I'll, I'll yeah. go with that. I don't want to lose a testicle. To, to a guy who kicks for a living. Yeah. I mean, even if it wasn't Justin Tucker, it could be... Justin Smith, who, you know, is a computer programmer, if he winds up and kicks you in the nuts, you're probably going to lose one miss. of the little guys. He could miss. He's not going to miss. Justin Smith? Justin Smith could miss. He's going to stand there. You're going to stand there and he's going to kick you in the in the groin? Wasn't Justin Smith a lineman for the 49ers? Yes, uh, after he was a Bengals lineman. Yes. What a good memory that is. Not a computer programmer. No. no. He was a he was like he was country strong. He had an attitude yes. too. Yeah. You didn't want to mess with him. No. But no, I mean, I don't want to get kicked in the junk literally. No. Ever. By the way, speaking of that, have you guys seen the last jackass? No. Where one of the guy oh my god. Forever? Yes. Yeah. It's so they, good. I don't know who the guy is that is just he takes a hockey puck from PK Subban. Yes. Uh, yeah, there were, it was a new guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how that guy's still. I, there's no chance he can procreate. None. My it, wife and I were watching this before so we went good. to sleep it's two just, nights ago. It, 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 you watched it again? Well, I, yeah, we hadn't seen the whole thing. Oh, so you, so fun. It, it's really good. The way Waddle lights up when he talks yeah. about jackass. I know it's fun. <laughs> it's They're all so fun. fun. I've yeah. seen the, every one of them.
They're fantastic. And my wife and I used to watch them and just giggle like kids. Yeah. Oh. Like the pranks, too. Oh, it's so good. All right. Uh, which one spurred the PSA? Uh, I believe that was Damien. Get that to yes, Damien. Damien. Get him an ESPN 1000 prize pack. All right. Um, the Bears report card is out from the NFLPA. We'll discuss that uh, around 530. But uh, it sounds like there's a member of the Bulls who doesn't like the finger pointing going on. And then I've got some stats uh, about a couple players on the Bulls that I want to present to you. I think I'm going to surprise you guys a lot. Either that or you're, like I said, it's either going to really, really surprise you or you're not going to be surprised at all. It, there's no in-between on this stat. Um, 312, but it goes perfectly with this story. So, um, and, and then what were you rooting for yesterday? The Bulls were down, were up to, they were on the brink of blowing another game to a really bad team after having a big lead. Were you rooting for the Bulls to hold on and win that game, or were you rooting for them to lose against the Pistons? 332-3776, that's coming up next.